Good morning. Welcome to uh, It's a Religion. Happy Monday. Happy week of Thanksgiving. And uh, this is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from uh, the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which it stands. Two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. Typically those who are connected, typically those who have money, typically those who have the right political affiliations. And uh, pretty amazing what we saw last week when uh, on Friday when Kyle Rittenhouse was um, acquitted of uh, the supposed crime of murder, premeditated murder even, which is hilarious. Um, I just saw a clip from a show he's going to be on tonight saying that he supports the BLM movement. I don't know what that's all about because if people really know what the BLM movement is all about, um, it is a complete faithless, godless uh, movement that is more about the rights of LGBTQ people than it is about um, black people. And um, you know, I just get disgusted with the whole idea of race the whole idea of that that we're different because of the amount of pigment in our skin. You know, it's a culture thing. It's a cultural thing. Just like the North had issues with the South back in the day. You know, people have issues with other people because of culture. It has really nothing to do. And skin color is just a representative of a culture you may or may not be a part of. Well, you know, you don't even know. You know, we make a lot of snap judgments on people based on how they appear. And it's it's easy to do that. It's easy to think that just because someone looks a certain way, you know, we know exactly what they believe. And, um, you know, one of the things I want to be careful of on this show, I don't know anybody else's personal motivation. I can talk in gen generalities based on um, things that are prevalent in our society, things that um, you see written out. But uh, I'm certainly more cautious than I ever used to be about the lamestream media and what things are put out there as true um, because there is a very large lack of um, integrity when it comes to the truth in the media. And that stretches to both sides. I think, you know, there's certain times, even on the right, you can get focused on certain things and miss uh, other attributes or other um possibilities within a story within a uh, person's potential motivation so I want to be careful about that but I do know that at some point we will come together because there is one Lord there is one way one truth that will lead you to uh, the God that created all this the God that uh, sustains all this um, through his son the Lord Jesus Christ who is our Savior and the one that came to save you and me and everybody on this planet um, that needs to turn their faith and trust toward him. Uh, and again, that doesn't mean I have all the answers. I just know that one answer, that he claimed that, and I believe that. And uh, I've had enough of my own personal experience to um, trust in that completely. So this is Ehud, son of Dennis. Uh, you can reach us at Ehud at itsareligion.org. That's Ehud at itsareligion.org. Someday we will have a website. I hope we shall see. Um, 
But this morning, I want to, you know, we always start out with some scripture. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 7 in the Bible. Judge not that all of you be not judged. <laughs> Boy, has that one been taken out of context. Um, you know, a certain segment of our society is saying, well, you can't ever judge anybody or anything, you know. But it says this then, for with what judgment all of you judge, all of you shall be judged. And with what measure all of you meet, all of you shall, it shall be measured to you again. And why behold the splinter that is in your brother's eye, but consider not the beam that is in your own eye. Or how will you say to your brother, let me pull out the splinter out of your eye, and behold, the beam is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first cast out the beam of your own eye, and then shall you see clearly to cast out the splinter out of your brother's eye. And so, you know, the idea behind that is... um, you know, look within yourself first. Are you right with God? And if you're not, repent and ask forgiveness. And then you might be able to see clearly how to help your brother. And you know, perhaps instead of casting your brother into hell because you're God, uh, you know, do what you can to help him see the error of his ways in a loving, kind manner. And you know, that's a way in which we could all be better at this whole process of politics, of um, the way we interact with other cultures that we don't understand or maybe don't agree with. Um, if we do it with understanding, but truth, you know, standing for the truth, you can't circumvent that. You, you know, it's just like, I can't honestly say I would ever be for two men being able to get married. That's not something that's... Uh, right from a right with God perspective according to the Bible that is something that's wrong that is is sinful and should not be followed and uh, you can tell me all you want well a person should be able to love who they want well yeah there's some truth to that but God says when you uh, do certain things they are an abomination to him they are not something that's normal that would be considered right with him and again, that, that doesn't have anything to do with me. You know, if you want to be mad at somebody, don't be mad at me. Be mad at God. And uh, talk to him because that's his uh, command. And that's one thing that we'll, we'll see here later in this chapter about um, following Christ. So he's talking then about not, you know, not giving things that are holy under the dogs and casting pearls before swine. And that has to do with, you know, people that consistently reject God, that reject the way of truth. At some point, they're going to be unsavable, and there's no point to continue to um, try to teach them the truth, to show them the truth. And, you know, I think Paul at some point in some of his letters talks about, cast, you know, turning them over to Satan and just letting them go. There's nothing you can do for them. And I think there's a good chunk of our society that's probably in that camp at this point, that there's really nothing else you're going to be able to do for them. They've gone over to the godless, faithless side, and some of them will even claim that they believe in God or believe in Christ, and yet they deny his power and existence, his creation, his uh, many things that are said in the Bible. And uh, 
I always hearken back to this time I had with this guy that was a dean at a Christian, supposed Christian college that teaches theistic evolution and was basically poo-pooing Moses. Like, well, you know, Moses didn't know. Or he would go and say, well, my colleagues would say. And I'm just like, so you're putting your trust and faith in colleagues versus uh, the God of the universe who inspired the people that wrote this book. I'd rather stick with the God of the universe myself than fallible men who um, make a lot of mistakes and put their trust in a lot of things that, um, that we find out later aren't true. So, you know, he then talks about asking for help and uh, then entering the straight gate because he says the wide gate and it's Broadway that lead to destruction. And again, I think we see that it's, it's hard to be right with God all the time because of our sinful nature, the flesh that we walk around this planet in. And, um, you know, we need to be considerate of that all the time and in a repentant state and in a thankful state. Um, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravening wolves there's plenty of that running around still you know, there's nothing new under the sun folks all of you should know them by their fruit do men gather grapes or thorns or figs or thistles so follow the good because he says not everyone that even says to me Lord Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that does the will of my father which is in heaven and again Bible's very clear about a lot of things and there are a lot of things in this world now that are being offered as true and good and right and wholesome that are just not according to God's word and you have a choice either to put your faith in God's word and his commands and if you are thinking wrongly if you are uh, doing things that aren't right with God then you need to get right with him you need to repent of your sin and um, do your best to not sin against God. And so do I. So if he says that uh, whosoever is he, he hears these sayings of mine, this is verse 24, and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And that makes me think about the fact that when we lived in Michigan, um, we built our house on sand, because that's all there was there. And then we came over to Illinois, and this there's just, you know, it's a big rock uh, underneath the topsoil here in, in northern Illinois. And uh, we were... we're building a house on some serious rock and it's going to be a pretty cool thing and everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which has built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell great was the fall of it and it came to pass when jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes and again you know jesus is king he is the king of the universe and the king of kings the lord of lords there's no other way in which uh you can go right, to find someone else um, god gave all authority over to him and uh, you know if you're not trusting in christ 
you're trusting and worshiping something else. You're either worshiping yourself or some other supposed deity or some other supposed way in which um, people have said it's okay to, to walk in this life. But it's not the way in which God has called us to, to walk. And so um, that would be a uh, not a good thing, <laughs> right? So anyway, um, let's take a look at the news cycle today. There was a very uh, sad tragedy not far from where I live, a place called Waukesha, Wisconsin, last night. Witness describes Wisconsin Christmas Parade attack suspect as black man with dreadlocks. Now, there's supposedly this uh, SUV or vehicle drove through this crowd. Um, and I, I did see one overhead cam shot of it, which, you know, the guy was coming up from the rear, so nobody even saw this coming. If, if you were in the parade and got hit by this vehicle. Um, I, I just, I, I can't understand what would go through a person's mind um, to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, that, to me, there are many things in this world that are just inherently purely evil, and that would be one of them. Somebody that's driving a vehicle and just would blatantly run it into people and we don't know the motivation of this person. We don't know who it was. There's not a whole lot out on it yet. And I'm sure there's more that will come. But I don't know how someone that would uh, put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ would ever do something like that. Because A, they would know it's wrong. And B, they have the fear of God in them to um, not want the repercussions that would come of that. And uh, so typically you would have to assume that this person did not know the Lord and um, you know I don't know were they filled with hate were they filled with anger over this whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing because of the media drumming that up and claiming that Kyle is a racist person and this is all ascribed to racism and racism racism you know that's 24-7 that's what you hear from the stinking media and at least one party in our political system because that's all they got you know, the, the Democrats don't have anything constructive that works. They can't point to things, hey, look, this was our policy and it worked great. Because none of it does. You know, high taxes and government handouts never work for anybody. It only works for a few. And it, it eventually is going to choke this country. And uh, the more socialist we become, the less freedom we're going to have and the less opportunity there's going to be. So... But, you know, people seem to be liking uh, the idea of safety and security over opportunity and freedom because that's where we're at today. You know, throughout the world, people have allowed governments to um, have control over themselves and have uh, <clears throat> gladly closed their businesses, gladly done masks, gladly... Um, you know, done things that they normally wouldn't in the the idea that somehow it's going to keep them safe from this virus that's out there running rampant throughout the world. And guess what? It hasn't. You know, most of the people I know that, that have gotten the vaccination have gotten the virus. A lot of people that haven't gotten the vaccination that I know have gotten the virus. It's a virus. It does what it does. And 
uh, I think the fact that I think these vaccinations have actually worked in reverse and that they've caused more issues and more problems than they've actually solved. And I will not call them, I should say, these shots because I don't, they aren't vaccinations. The vaccinations have been well proven over time and gone through rigorous testing and things like that. And, and these things have not. And, uh, you know, realistically, um, as much as uh, Mr. Trump wants to tout that uh, success of getting things out there, I think in this case, it wasn't, that didn't really help anybody. I think we'd have been better off if we would have just let it go and everybody takes ivermectin and away, away we go. And uh, we would have been better off. So this is a, uh, we're in difficult straits in this country right now, very divided um, and things of that nature. But Here's a story from CBN News. Museum of the Bible kicks off National Bible Week at D.C.'s iconic National Mall. And uh, that's pretty cool. National Bible Week. I didn't even know that we had something like that. But beginning with Franklin D. Roosevelt, 1941, every week of Thanksgiving, National Bible Week. So back then, a Democrat, FDR, said, hey, Thanksgiving week, we should that should be National Bible Week. Let people know what the, the Bible says. And, you know, it makes sense to have that this week because Thanksgiving used to mean we were giving thanks to God for the blessings that this country has available to us. And, uh, you know, nowadays it's, it's for a lot of people, for folks that uh, don't put their faith and trust in God, it's more of a commercial experience. Hey, it's Black Friday. It's, uh, you know, Black Friday's now uh, Thanksgiving evening. So when you're done stuffing yourselves with all the blessings that you've already had, um, then um, you can go out and shop and spend all your money and buy Christmas presents for people. So... And we enjoy, you know, my wife and I were out doing a little bit of that last night, as a matter of fact, on a date. And we enjoy blessing people with gifts. But um, I'm hopeful that as as we go forward as individuals, as a society here locally and a society here uh, in this country, that we turn back to God because we've strayed pretty far away um, from him. And that's why we see such division. That's why we see such hatred, such vitriol. Um, and that can come from both sides, uh, you know. And it's a sad thing. I don't know what's going to happen at some point. Um, I would think it, at some point it's got to break. There's got to be something that will happen that uh, either, you know, splits the country in half um, in a functional way and i at this point i would almost be an advocate for it i don't like to say that but i think when you have the communication ability that we have today you could easily uh, split this country into left and right and say okay you know you folks out in california west coast um you know the eastern counties and some of those states that don't want to be part of the craziness that's in the cities um, come join the rest of us on the rural side 
and let us rural folks live in our own state, our own uh, set of states, and um, you know come together in a national government, and then let all the city states um, be part of the same setup, and let's try and live in harmony. You know, y'all in the city states that want to be there. You know, you can give people a chance to move back and forth if you want, but um, it just, I don't know how we rectify or reconcile the differences that we have in this country that are, you know, cultural. They're not, they have nothing to do with race. We are, there's one race, the human race. We all have the same blood and the same makeup. And uh, to say that people are different just because of skin color is ridiculous. But culture is different. Culture does have an effect on people. You know, you couldn't drop me in China and have me be able to understand all the proclivities of their culture. And to be able to fit in, it would take time and an effort to understand that. Um, you know, a lot of the people in a city culture... Uh, would not be comfortable in the environment that I place myself in and my family because it's a rural, very Christian-focused uh, thought process environment. And that's going to make someone from the city that has nothing to do with God and is used to the city lifestyle um, very uncomfortable. We should understand that and should be okay with that, right? But... Uh, you know, some people seem to think that we should all have equal outcomes and equal results and everybody should believe the same. And that's just not realistic. That's not practical. So anyway, hey, I'm going to cut it out at this point and uh, wish everybody a happy Monday. And uh, we will catch you uh, <laughs> the next time, hopefully tomorrow morning. Uh, have a blessed day. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ and you would like to know him, email us at ehud at itsareligion.org and we'll be happy to help any way we can. Be blessed. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing, the summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs Then that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done For my mama, for my friends